0: This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowana and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hello, hello. It's 5 past 9. Hello to all of you. Hello again to those of you on ABC Perth continuing our coverage and a warm welcome to those of you joining us for the first time in our regional areas. Speaking of our regional areas, Sabrina Hahn's out amongst it. Hello, Sabby.
1: Oh, hello, Ro.
0: Out in the gold fields.
1: Yeah, because it's full of excitement here in Kalgoorlie. (laughs) Uh, When I was boarding the plane, I saw someone was wandering around with a shotgun. (laughs) What? Someone's discovered a really rare spider that is unnamed. So uh, a professor who loves arachnids just north of Kalgoorlie, has been digging up dirt and finding all sorts of little, little spider treasures and he's out there with the Aboriginal rangers who know the ground really well and they get to see stuff that we never see because we don't look that hard. <laughs> um, so he's discovered a brand new species of burrowing spider wow. and it's beautiful. Got lovely... Lovely looking legs, row. Lovely legs. Um, <laughs> all eight of them. All eight of them mm-hmm. builds a beautiful burrow. Makes so it has a little web and a tunnel down, and it catches its prey by going surprise as it leaps out of its little hole. But it makes the most beautiful decorations around the hole, where it puts dry leaves all around the the outside of the nest so that when things are crawling past it they have to kind of trip over it and it slows them down and lures them in goodness me the little burrowing spider goes hello and then drags him down into the, <laughs> into his burrow it's exciting
0: I feel like I just got a window into what your gorgeous granddaughter and others would get at story time and <laughs> Can you tell me a story, later?
1: <laughs> That's exactly right.
0: Did I tell you about the growing
1: <laughs> spider?
0: <laughs> Oh, you are a dag. She's back and in full flight, ladies and gentlemen. If you uh, have a question for Sab today, give us a call, 1300 720. The same number as always. Plenty of texts already through for you, Sab. 0437 922 720 if you want to chuck one in the queue. And the emails as well. There's a few of those sitting there ready with some photos for you to have a look at. Perth Weekends at au. Sabby, I suppose we should jump in.
1: Well, I guess you may as well put me to work, Ro. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh,
0: Sarah in Kalamunda got in nice and early this morning. She's going to listen back on the ABC via the ABC Listen app or via the podcast to be able to oh, listen at her leisure, which is just one of the wonderful features we do have. Do we
1: have a podcast people can listen to us endlessly? They can. Not on a Saturday, Ro. They
0: can. When they're out oh. in the garden, when it suits them, they can tell their friends about it if they're not, you know, in Western Australia and globally. Yeah. We, we're going global, Sab.
1: Well, <laughs> we, we do. We know this row. We are the most popular gardening program. <laughs> In the world. Self-appointed
0: with no <laughs> statistical data to back it up. But that's what we're going with. If you are listening to us live via the ABC Listen app overseas or somewhere interesting this morning, please let us know where you're listening. 0437922720. Um, Sabi, getting back to Sarah in Kalamanda, oh yes, who's yes. going to come back and listen to this later. Um, is the product made from sheep wool a fertiliser or just a soil conditioner?
1: Ah well, Sarah, it's actually both. So Ooh. the good thing is there um so the sheep wool is uh processed uh with manure. So it has all the benefits of the sheep wool which is keratin. So it it conditions the soil uh because uh the the wool holds onto nutrients and water and then it's got the lovely excrement of the little sheepy in with it as well (laughs) so it'll be slow release it'll be good for the soil and it will have some fertilizing qualities but i would still use a a fertilizer as well
0: okay very good there you go sally of sarah sorry when sally sarah sounds like an abc foreign correspondent um There you go. You can listen back to that later. Good morning, ladies. Sally from Canning Vale writes, please can you suggest plants that will climb over and cover a pool fence that's always in full sun?
1: Okay. So, um, so well, number one, I don't think you're allowed to put a climber over a pool fence. Ah. Because kids can then use that climber to climb up. Yeah. So you need to check your regulations around a pool. As far as I know, you are not allowed to put Mm. any plant that's above, I think it's something like 15 centimetres high. Um, And I'm presuming it's not a glass pool fence because you're not going to be drilling holes in that but I'm pretty
0: sure you can't. Yeah. So somehow could be a climbing aid. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. All
0: right. Better check that one out. Um, Megan in Mandurah writes, good morning, beautiful ladies. I should also add, we've got some phone lines open if you want to, um, have a chat to Sab, if you're normally waiting in the queue. If you're getting quick, today could be your day, 1300 720. Uh, so Megan writes, we are looking at cutting down three big pines out of um, the front of our house, and we want to plant some large, fast-growing deciduous in its place to get more sunshine in the winter. I would appreciate any suggestions. Thank you.
1: Okie dokie. So if you want fast, uh, you can go for Gleditzia, you could go for any of the the prunus. So Bliriana, um is a really lovely one. That's broad uh, and only gets to about four to five metres high. Gladiolus gets enormous. So that's like a twenty, well, fifteen metre high tree. They are probably the fastest. The prunus and the gladiolus.
0: Okay. Beautiful. Uh, Mari of Bicton on the text sign. Good morning, gardening peeps. Can I prune a jacaranda so it forms more of an umbrella shape? Currently it has a very healthy 1.6 metre stick trunk with loads of shoots.
1: <laughs> yes, Mari, you certainly can. Um, just cut its head off and all the way. So take a third off it. If you prune the top bit out, then it makes it shoot out the side. Uh, and I would do it now. It's perfect time to prune your jacarandas at the moment.
0: Yep. All righty. Uh, Mike says Can I pinch some of the giant bird of paradise in my garden to put into outdoor pots?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the way Mike says Can I pinch
0: <laughs> <For> his own <laughs> in my garden? I was waiting for him to say from my next door neighbours, and I was very interested to hear what your answer was going to be. <laughs>
1: Well, the thing is, Mike, you're going to need to go with a reciprocating... It's not going to be quiet uh, if it's your neighbours. No, no, it's his, a, it's his, <laughs> it's his. says okay. my garden. Um, so uh, you either need an axe, a crowbar a recipro- and a reciprocating saw because... There's no way you're going to be able to put your spade in and just pinch a little bit off the side. Uh Uh-uh. You're going to have to bring in heavy artillery to get that little piece off. But they they do very well in a pot, and you just need. I would seriously go the reciprocating saw.
0: Mm. Fair enough. Um, You know, I was just thinking when you were talking about when we were considering pinching it from next door CCTV cameras. Taken away all the fun of pinching something from someone else's garden, really, haven't they?
1: (laughs) Actually, there's a house around the corner and they put in all these fruit trees Mm. uh, right on the fence line, which means half of the tree, of course, is going to be fruiting on the footpath side. And then uh, like a week later, they put all these CCTV things up around the fruit trees. I thought, you know what, (laughs) if you're going to plant something... Right on a fence line, oh. uh, hanging over a footpath. You know, if people pick the fruit, bad luck.
0: I had an old neighbour uh, when I first moved to Perth and they had a big frangipani and someone's obviously come along to get some cuttings, right, and oh, yeah, yeah. not um, sought permission. Yeah, and so yeah. then the next day there's, you know, a big passive-aggressive sign plastered on the front <sighs> wall about, you know, should you come and steal plant these? And, and it oh, wow. actually made me want to go and get one. Uh, you know, you know how I garden, Sab. Not at all uh, would yeah, I ever yeah. want. You know, someone's frangipani cuttings. No, but the sign annoyed me so much that I was tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, and I know it's rude and all of that. But oh, give a little. They're our gardens. There's,
1: you know, absolutely. And you know, real gardeners mm. never mind sharing. And so, See, there we go. You know, rather than do a sign like that for all you mean people out there that don't <laughs> share, you know what? Put a sign up and say, "We love this frangipani too. We are going to take cuttings, um, and we will leave them out on the footpath in March next year, or whatever." Yeah. And people respect that, and they go, "You do want to share? That's really lovely."
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think really there's bad. I think there's a whole segment on passive aggressive signs, and I know like yep. the Bell Tower Times and other social media, um, you know, identities for want yep. of a better word, often share these. But I think about it often going completely off track now. But um, ladies' toilets or office toilets and the ones that yes. go on the back of the door that's like, yep. clean up after yourself, do this, do that, and I'm like, oh gosh, we all. But so people cute. try to be funny, people try to be creative. Then some people yep. are just. Flat out thing. direct and, yeah, one day I'll get everyone to send in their favourite ones that they've seen Means, from around the place.
1: Mean-spirited, I call it, mean-spirited. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have to tell you mm-hmm. that last Tuesday yes, when I did uh, Roots and Shoots, uh, no, whatever the other one's called. Um, <laughs> afternoons with Michael. Afternoons, baby. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, afternoons yep. um, with Michael. We had no phone calls at all. And what happened was there was a problem because they, they did something with the line. Um, so I'm just thinking if we're not getting any phone calls.
0: Oh, you know, uh, Sab, that's, that's why we got rid of Ebb off Saturday breakfast. She didn't quite know how to do the phone thing and she's over there at afternoons now, you know, causing havoc. Mickey here, she's, she knows how it works. In fact... I can prove that she's got our phone lines completely <laughs> under control because Anne's with us. Hello, Anne.
2: Ah. <laughs> Hello. Good How are you? Hello, Anne. I'm um, very well, thank
1: you. Oh, yes. that's good. Um, and Mickey, Mickey's doing a champion job. <laughs> I think is. Ebony's laying lawn this morning <laughs> by the look of it. Uh, so she won't be listening, it. Ro.
0: <laughs> Eb's laying lawn. That's a whole other conversation. We'll come back to that yeah. after oh, we help Pete's Anne here. Lawn.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. Anne, right.
2: what can we do for you? Well, we've moved back to the country down, Angie, mm-hmm. and yeah. I've still got roses in Perth. Yes. Now, I want to trans, um, plant those back down here when we've built a house down here, but won't be till next year. Yeah. Now, someone, someone said, oh, I wouldn't bring your roses down here because with the chilli thrip and that, we don't want it back down here. So, no. we're just wondering how I would do it. I know I won't move them until they're dormant next year. So yeah. do you think I should just spray it with chilli-thrip, spray all of them? Yeah, before before, before I... you take Yeah,
1: before you take yeah, br- before you take them down, Anne.
2: Yes, yeah, I plan, plan to put them in big, because we don't know how long the house is going to take to build. So yeah. I want to bring them back here, because I know they just grow fantastic down there. Yeah, Rather yeah, than yeah. I've battled yeah. them in Perth. So I've got about 20-something roses, I've got standard roses as well, so can yeah, okay. bring back down here. Yeah. All okay right so
1: in that instance to protect people that don't have chili thrip, so mm-hmm. move them when they're dormant. Um, yeah. but before you before you prune them to move them, that's the only time I would recommend a, a systemic spray only because you want something that will stay in the rose system for at least a month. Right. Um so yep. you can get if you go to the nursery and ask for a systemic spray for chili thrip. Now yes. the spray that you use kills bees, so don't do it if the rose has roses on it. Yes. So spray no them, yep. cut all the roses off. Prune it, spray it, and yes. then and then you they're safe to take.
2: Right, very good. Yep. I understand that. We're beekeepers so we don't Ah uh, <laughs> yeah Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. All right. Lovely. Okay, then that's my questions answered. Thank you <laughs> very much. Okay. Yeah. You remember us right, from the Green Tirana in Manjima. <laughs> oh, you went yes. <laughs> we
1: did too. I went for a I went for a drive in an old Tirana row. It was great. How lovely. For the cherry
2: festival. That's right, correct. Yes, it was lovely to meet you.
0: <laughs> Good on you, Anne. Thanks for giving okay. us a call this morning. Thank, thank you very much. 1300 222 720 if you would like to do the same. Donna is in Musman Park. Hello, Donna.
2: Oh, hello, ladies. How are you? Good. Um, Good. I have got a gladiolus which about two-thirds of the way up, some dirty, rotten, mongrel rats have <laughs> ring-barked it. Ah,
1: yes. <laughs>
2: Um, and it's just so it, it happened before all the leaves and everything came off last year uh, at the end of the season. We've just waited for some growth, and some of the trees got growth on it, but probably, I don't know, there's probably about a third at the top,
1: which okay. is she daddy bones, I think. Okay. Now, has your gladiolus shot yet? Yes, it's got little sprouts everywhere. Okay, I want you to see it now. Yeah, so. Yeah, okay get rid of all the dead wood and the healthy part because what you have to do is you've got to take stress off the tree. So where the cambium layer has gone, there's obviously a bit left in there because because it's still shooting. Take all the dead stuff off. It won't recover. Prune what's left. Now I'm going to get you to prune it hard. So take 50% off. Now (laughs) the... The Glydizia will, the bark will cover the wound and it will regrow cambium.
2: Okay. Like it's the top third. There's that like one main branch at the top, at the main right. trunk. But it's not a huge tree. I mean, It's probably about three metres tall. Oh, ah, okay. It's not a big, big tree. It's still fairly, funny yep. only about
1: three years okay, old. Great. Um, yep. Okay, great. So okay. Well, you we may not need top top to take off. that. much Yeah. So, you may not need to grow. go as hard. Okay. If we chop the top off, will it ever grow tall or, do, or will, will we have oh, a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tree? Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: Yep. Good on you, Donna. Thanks very much for giving us a call this morning. Uh, Kylie in line, Lansdale, I should say. Bear with us. I'll get your email, um, get to your email in just a tick and get Sab to help you out there. Travis is down in Denmark. Hello, Travis. Hello. How are you? Good, yeah, thank good. you. Um,
3: um, ladies, um, I've actually planted a lychee. I'm actually in Denmark, WA, and, and? Um, knowing it's a more of a tropical kind of plant, um, I'm not sure, will it, does it need a pollinator?
1: Well, look, it depends on which variety of lychee you've got. So okay. I've, I've got a lychee tree and I, I've only got one and it fruits.
3: Oh, However, really? yes.
1: I'm in Perth. So do you know which variety of lychee it is? Because there's five different lychees available here.
3: No, not, not sure. But I'll I'll have a look through stuff in the shed. Maybe I've got the label um, amongst all the rest of them. Yeah. And I'll, I was told in Perth from a, a, a nursery there that um, it didn't need a pollinator. But the thing is, it hasn't looked like it wanted to fruit for the last five years, so I thought, give you a call and maybe you'd tell yeah. me to chop it off or something like that it's not happening.
0: <laughs> she generally does, Travis. That's <laughs> generally how the advice ends, with the reciprocating saw or something.
3: That's what I thought. So I thought um, I'd just ask you. Yeah.
1: Look, uh, has it flowered?
3: It tried to flower in the first two years, but later yeah. in the last few it hasn't. So um,
1: I don't think yeah, it's so- going to like the temperature down there. I I reckon if you want light cheese down there, you're going to have to get a pollinator, but you still Bought may not get fruit. Shop. Yeah. Bought well, now, well, um, no, not from there. You need to go to in Perth. There's um, there's a there's growers that just specialise in various. You'll see them on Facebook pages. They specialise in various tropical trees um, and they're, they're the one, that's where I got my, my lychee from because they have, you won't find them in hardware stores or other nurseries. So you've got to go on the Facebook page. And I know that the, um, the Deep Herd actually checks those nurseries to make sure there's no pathogens and that the plants are healthy and they're not carrying pests or diseases so Mm. good luck with that one travis um
0: sab speaking of your lychee tree um your garden of course was shown to you know all of the country last weekend how's the fan mail been out of control
1: it's been sensational, actually. People have just said lovely, lovely, lovely things about the garden. If only they could see how many weeds are in it now. <laughs> <I'm> so- <laughs> it was beautifully curated ahead of the cameras
0: arriving and
1: then you just oh let it go and they stopped oh. filming. Well, I went overseas then. So um, so I flogged myself, row for about three weeks getting it up to scratch, <laughs> But but I'm quite happy how it turned out because it is sort of it is a lovely garden. Um, but most people text in and say, said, "What did you have on your forehead?" What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because three days before I'd had a skin cancer that's right. Out of that's right. So I, I had this bloody great big bandage on my forehead, but I thought, you know, that's life. Um, I, Ah, oh, oh, look. I don't care.
0: Sav, I'm just um, appreciative still of you stepping up because remember, it was my garden that the producers <laughs> were uh, keen to come and scope out. And they definitely picked the right garden of the duo <laughs> to, to share with Australia. Oh, oh well, let's get back to some of your calls. 1300 222 720. Uh, Leo has given us a call. Hello, Leo. Hello. How are you? Oh,
1: hello, Good. Leo.
0: Have you got a question for Sabrina? Yes.
1: Watch Fantastic. We love kids in the garden, Leo. So what can I do to help you with?
3: Um, how can starfruit grow in Perth?
1: Ah, okay. So, Leo, starfruit are a tropical tree, but you can grow them in Perth, but you will probably need two starfruit trees. So, they don't like the really cold wind and they don't, they're okay with hot wind, so in summer, but they don't like cold wind in winter. You have to put them in full sun, so they need sun Mm -hmm. all day long. You will need to go and get some bags of compost and some bags of cow poo. And then you're going to mix the compost and cow poo together. Dig a nice big hole, then put that in the bottom of the hole and then when you plant the tree, you're going to mix the 50-50 cow poo and compost with the sand that you've dug out of the hole. Okay. And and then you're going to put fertiliser on top and a wetting agent. Water it in really well, Leo. So it's down there until you've drunk a whole cup of Milo if you're allowed,
2: Milo.
1: Uh, Water it in really well and then put mulch on it. So buy a bag of lupin mulch. Yeah. And put the lupin mulch all around it and it will be very happy.
0: Okay. Do you think you can remember all of that, Leo? Yes. Okay. Thank you, you...
1: you, Sabrina. Oh, thank you, Leo.
0: You're gorgeous, Leo. If you forget any of that. Tell your parents just to download the Roots and Shoots podcast and you can listen to it again. And you can listen back to yourself, which is kind of cool yeah. if that was your radio debut, though you sounded pretty yeah. confidently. Oh, you might have done that. A few times. Um, On our way to Sab's Pick of the Week, Sabby, Kylie has sent us an email saying, Good morning, Sab. Love the show. A few months ago, had massive frangipani, which was deprived of water. House sitter, unfortunately, uh, didn't realise and we were away. You suggested cut one third off it when I called. Actually, I remember you calling, Kylie. Um, It's been a couple of months now and it's hollow. I think it has gone to the gods and she's got a photo of it looking very (laughs) hollow.
1: (laughs) Uh, not only does it look hollow, it looks like it a pen actually, holder. It, 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 <laughs> well, you know the great thing is it's probably a fabulous thing for uh, native bees to nest in now mm. because it's 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 um I'd say that's proper dead.
0: Yeah, gone to glory. Uh, I'm looking
1: at the entire tree and yeah. nope, she is unfortunately that's a goner.
0: Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Um, Kylie also has raised, I think Kylie knew the answer to that. She was just sharing her tragedy with us. Um, Small mounds of sand in Kylie's lawn. What is causing this and how can I ratify it, please?
1: Well, it's not rats, which is good. But I thought at first that it was, it could be earthworms. But no, it's ants. Uh, They're little ant piles. Um, You can't do anything about ants. Just live with them. If you, if you use a wetting agent on your lawn and thoroughly soak it, that will the ants will uh, bugger off somewhere where it's drier because they don't like their tunnels getting wet.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, good luck with that, Kylie. Um, Patricia, Nicole, Kay and Daniel, bear with us. We will get to your calls. We just need to get to this.
4: It is... That time again, it is Sabrina's musical pick of the week.
3: Pick of the week.
4: I, I, I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now.
0: At 29 to 10 on Roots and Shoots, ABC Perth and across WA. Sabby, what have you got for us? You had uh, some very popular picks while you are away.
1: Oh, did I they mm. went down well particularly the opera
0: particularly the opera, okay? oh, right. opera. Oh, yeah
1: right. I'm going to do uh, at the at the end of uh, this season this year I'm I'm going to pick for the last program of the year mm-hmm. the most popular song that I've ever done on the playlist Ooh. and I reckon Ro I, I reckon it's going opera. to be opera
0: I think you might be right.
1: Uh, but we're we're a long way from opera this morning, Rose, and, <laughs> and we'll get done. even further away from it next week because oh. we found a really good punk rock song. Oh, gosh! Um, but this is a theme song, so we're going to. This is a band called a band called Attaboy, mm-hmm. and the song's called Walden Pond because after the song pick, uh, we're going to have a special guest in, mm-hmm. that will talk about ponds. Uh, so this basically is a track of what. The sort of music you'd listen to if you're sitting around a water feature surrounded by frogs and dragonflies and birds. All right. But you can still dance to it, (laughs) Ro. Of course. You can still dance to it.
0: Which we know you will. Let's take a listen then. This is Attaboy, Walden Pond, Sab's Pick of the Week. We'll be back with you with your verdicts in just a couple of minutes. Week, she said it was one that you could listen to whilst sitting by a pond. That was certainly the vibe I got, and it sounds like our listeners got that vibe too. Love the song choice, Sab. Sarah in Mount Hawthorne, love it. Says someone else. Great choice, Sabrina. Sounds like Sabrina singing. Says Liz. Oh, Very nice. I wish. Sab, I didn't take you for a vocalist no, like
1: sleeper. <laughs> You, you were right in not in not having that assumption at all
0: beautiful choice, Sabrina from John helen says i 'm off to bed, sabrina. Good night, but I think you know that 's not necessarily an insult. Um, Donna says what a beautiful voice, very calming, which I totally agree with. Um, Juliet says it passes, but it 's not as good as the opera um great song b- brilliant vibe, thanks sab, for the intro to these um these guys. Good morning, ladies. Thank you for the show. Um, not sure about this one at all, says Annie in Chidlow, a regular correspondent. Mm. Offbeat drumming spoils it, Annie reckons. No dancing oh. here in Chidlow. Tough Ooh. crowd. Um, at, at the risk of making this sound like a compliment, says Murray in Kenwick, this wasn't your worst song, Sabrina. <laughs> Um sorry, Sab, but your song choice this week is a bit moaning and miserable. Love Roots oh. and Shoots, though. That's oh, good.
1: I definitely would not call it miserable.
0: Nah, yeah. oh, I wouldn't anyway. have thought so either. Nola in Bunbury. Uh-huh. Sab's pick. Fabulous. Um... Hi, Sab. I thought we would hear a sailing pick for the great anniversary of the America's Cup on Thursday, of course.
1: To be quite honest, I don't give a rat about the America's Cup, so that's never going to be on my radar.
0: But for those of you who do, which is many of you, (laughs) Nadia will have a special broadcast (laughs) on Tuesday reminiscing the 40th anniversary since the America's Cup win. She's going to be live at the Maritime Museum, so that gave me a perfect opportunity to give that another plug. Um, Hi, Sab and Ro. It's a good song for, uh, well, not sure if the ice cascading out of my freezer as I defrost it is exactly a water feature, but almost, says Helen. That is
1: Uh, just the worst job I think generally speaking,
0: Sab, it is the worst job, isn't it? You did okay. You did okay. Certainly wasn't, you know, the crazy fandom that you generate with your opera, but uh, Mm. the majority Mm. were quite happy with it. Hey, Sabi, you are in Kalgoorlie, so you may not be aware, but I have a special guest in the studio with me, someone you know well, and that is ecologist Mandy Bamford. Mandy, hello to you. Hello, Ro, and hi, Sabrina.
1: Hello, Mandy. I'm sorry I can't be there to play with you directly across
4: the board. (laughs) That's okay. We'll do it online. Yeah, that's
0: it. The magic of radio nowadays. Um, It's so nice to have you in, Mandy. We talk at different times, often about birds and things, and it's always a pleasure. So it's really nice to have you face to face in the studio. And... um, Following a story that our colleague Kate Lever at the ABC has been following really closely, and this is in relation to the Perth Cultural Centre, um, and uh, the, the story that broke that the urban wetland um, was going to be scrapped as part of the $35 million Cultural Centre redevelopment. Now, we're keen to have a bit more of a conversation about that and why I think wetlands like this are so important, particularly in our... CBDs, but you've got
4: still a little bit of optimism, Mandy, that it might not go completely. Well, look, I'm really hopeful actually, Ro, because initially that was the message that, that mm. Kate heard, but then that was withdrawn and there has been a huge public outcry mm. when they heard the news that this was possible. And I'm just really hoping that there's the opportunity to rethink that decision because a wetland was part of the master plan and The wetland was one of the features that people spoke about when they were asked what they liked about the cultural centre. It's the one, it's the place, the focus that everybody comes to because. Mm it's a beautiful place and it's a little gem of biodiversity in the city yeah and this um program is going statewide
0: obviously and um people who are in perth perhaps spend more time in the city and, and enjoying that wetland but i think as a kid who grew up in the country it was often a place we came to when we came to the city you know the the cultural precinct there where the library and the museums and all the different um bits come together as, as a tourist as well you come there that the train station's not far from there um it's such an important part of, and I can't actually imagine that
4: space without all that water around in there. No, well, that's the thing. And I think on a world scale, Mm. it is the sort of thing that tourists recognise and come to see. And, you know, it's our local biodiversity. And that's the one thing that only Western Australia can show, which is our extraordinary Western Australian biodiversity. You know, we can have trees and lawns, we can have you know, hotels and buildings. But in fact, the one thing that tourists will come to is to see the extraordinary Mm. biodiversity, if we're proud of it and put it out there. Mm. But I think the other thing, and some of the listeners are probably part of this, that wetland was co-created by the children of Perth because Mm. when it was being put together, the public was invited to come down and release the little invertebrates. They had kids with little buckets of bugs and releasing the frogs in there. And so, of course, they were invited to take ownership of the space, mm. and they did, and they love it mm. and I think and
1: they, and they come back year after year i I know kids that went to you know when it was first created. I know kids that were three years old, and they still go back there mm. all those you know eight, ten years later um, and the thing that is really surprises me about the decision to say. it it leaks, which is costly, so let's scrap it and put in half a dozen trees and paving, is that that wetland area, number one, there are so few inner city natural landscapes Mm. where you get habitat that you won't get anywhere else in the city. But number two, it's actually, look where it is. It's right near the museum, the library, the art gallery. So those wetlands are a living example of a library, a living example mm. of the museum and a living example <laughs> of the art gallery. So it actually brings everything together in a in a space where people can actually have a direct contact with nature within urban environments and that mm. is really rare. So I don't understand so Part of the reasons I believe, Mandy, that we're given is, number one, that it leaks and it's costly to deal with that. And number two, that it poses um, a threat to security. So I didn't know we had killer motorbike (laughs) dogs, And I didn't know that dragonflies grew to a height where they pick up people and take them away and eat them in a nest somewhere. (laughs) So um, can you explain (laughs) why... What? I mean, really. It's I'd, not like uh, our sab to
0: uh, use extreme language, but <laughs> security does seem an odd <laughs> yes, yes explanation if that's one being given. Is it, have you been told uh, that, lady? I,
4: I have heard that as a, a possible um, yeah. comment. And look, yeah, I mean, I think. I can't see there being an issue with uh, with security really it's it's the most it's the safest wetland I could imagine but, but I, look I, and I mean I think this is always an argument isn't it that's put forward whenever you provide little corners of biodiversity you know you can't have shrubs and bushes because there might be muggers yeah, which yeah. is actually really unfortunate because it's not true and it's it's not borne out by by studies but also there's really good research that shows that Green spaces actually reduce crime Mm. in in areas. Mm. So, in fact, creating beautiful, lovely spaces, which are a focus of where people come, is actually making them safer. Mm. And and as Sab says, that um, area is a focus for school groups on their way to the museum. They stop and have their lunch or city workers stop there. People coming to visit the art Mm. gallery stop to look at that beautiful living installation Mm. out the front of the art gallery. It's the perfect place for it. Um, Or if not, then a wetland nearby. Wetland has to be part of that cultural centre because that's what people expect. No question. Um, Mandy, so what happens from here? Well, look, I think we really want people to express their views. If it's Mm -hmm. something they feel strongly about, Mm -hmm. then please write to you know the arts and culture trust and the um the minister for arts and culture Mm -hmm. um, mrs templeman just to um, express their views there are also groups getting together there's a, a petition online. There's a couple of petitions actually. One, if you just search for "save the cultural centre wetlands," that'll come up. Mm-hmm. There's a group of students who who are getting together today. There's a another group showing their support. I think it's five thirty next Friday. Just groups of city workers who yep. care. So I think just letting people know that that this is an important part of of Perth and and that mm. you know the community cares about biodiversity and urban biodiversity mm. particularly, as SAP says. And your hope is that at some
0: point in the coming weeks there might be an announcement confirming that um, the, the wetland
4: will stay? I just really hope that there's a rethink and in, mm. you know bring people in. Let's co-create an amazing yep. space with the community that will bring people in, absolutely showcase our biodiversity yeah. and, and be proud of it. Uh, And I just, I think we've got a shot at that and I'd really love people to jump on board. Maddie, um, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to
1: start a revolution, Mandy. (laughs) I'm going to threaten to take all my clothes off and lay in that pond for a week. Oh, jeez.
4: Look, I was going to try and keep this respectful, but look, I'm Sorry. (laughs)
1: You know, we have such amazing biodiversity in Western Australia and that wetland, which I have to say has had a huge team of volunteers looking after that area. You know, we need to, we need to value nature. We are mm, such mm. at the, the, the edge of the abyss with, with mm. what's happening with extinctions. That wetland is so important not just for people that live in Perth, but for all of Western Australia. Mm.
4: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Sab. Thanks, Mandy. Lovely to have you in the studio. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, Ro. Thanks, Sab. Back to your calls next. It's 12 to 10.
4: Gardening with Roanna and Sabrina
0: on ABC Radio Perth and WA. We've got a couple of callers that have been waiting very patiently, so we'll jump straight to them. Kay in Scarborough, hello to you.
2: Hello, I was just having a bite of breakfast. Sorry. Oh, good work! <laughs> <laughs> what are you having, Kay? Oh, a bit of um, muesli with a bit of fruit and nuts and things. Oh, Very healthy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks to Mandy for um, coming on and letting more people know about that
4: precious uh, mm, yeah. cultural
2: precinct, Wetlands. Yeah,
4: yeah,
1: absolutely. She's she's a gem. What can we do mm. for you, Kay?
2: Well, I sent you a couple of photos of an overgrown lemon tree. It's a Eureka. Yep. Yes. Uh, my ladder, as you can see, um, it doesn't reach all the lemons. No. <laughs> um, I know you don't like uh, lemon questions so much, Sab, but I have tried to um, – I don't like to waste things, and I've tried yes. to cut it – back a bit yeah do I need to cut it back and then as soon as it starts growing cut it again or
1: no no what you need to do Kay is you need to really cut it back I mean seriously cut it back so I think this week in Perth is going to be hot is it Rose is it going to be yeah it's going to get warm we're going to get a
0: mid-30s day midway through
1: the week in Perth yep uh, that's all right because it'll drop back down next week I feel sure So you have to go, you have to attack that lemon tree with a saw. Yes, okay. Right down. I want you to take two-thirds off it. Oh, my, okay. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's what most people say, although sometimes they say other things. Um, Two-thirds off it, thin it out. Now, you're going to be left with just bare branches and nothing else on them. Don't panic. No need to panic. It will reshoot. But you're going to have to do it next week or when it's cool because all that new growth has to harden up before summer hits.
4: Okay, yes.
1: hook in this weekend. You've got a (laughs) long weekend. Um, Get the chainsaw out or the re-sip saw and go to town.
0: Good on you, Kay. Enjoy the rest of your brekkie. Um, we're nine minutes away from 10. We've got a full bank of calls. We've got a whole lot of texts and we've got a whole lot of emails. So we're going to keep it all pretty short, short and sharp. Nicola from Witchcliffe says, morning, ladies, of the wetland. I was in Perth on a very hot day and went and had lunch in the wetland area. It must have been a good 10 degrees cooler there. It was absolutely lovely. Thank you, Nicola. Uh, let's head to Patricia, who's in Mandra. Hello, Patricia. Oh,
2: good morning, ladies. Um- Sabrina, I loved looking at your garden on television. It was just gorgeous. Oh, thank Um, you. And I've got a question about cousin it's and I see you've got a whole row of them. Yeah. They look fabulous. Do you um, fertilise them?
1: Um, That garden, because it's a native garden and Casuarina Cousin It is a native, so that garden gets fertilised once a year in spring because they're all native plants. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll fertilise it again in autumn when we get our first rains. So Casuarina Cousinit, you've got to be really careful when you take it out of the pot and plant it. doesn't like root disturbance. You put, if you put three in, three years later, you'll have ten. Oh, wow. Great plant. <laughs>
0: Good luck with that, Patricia. Um, Nicole is in Scarborough. Hello to you.
2: Oh, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. yes and clear. Oh, lovely. Great. Um, look, just quickly, I, for the first time I planted sweet pea seeds in, um, in the 25th of April and yep. they're growing like jack-and-the-bean stalks, but there's no sign of any flowers. Is that normal? Um, so sweet peas
1: develop uh, nitrogen in their root system. So sometimes if you over-fertilise sweet peas – you will ah. get – and this will probably help Jenny in Busselton, who has a bush and no flowers. Um, so when you, when you first plant them, you can add a bit of manure or, or fertiliser in the bottom of the hole, and that's the only time you do it. If you fertilise them once they start growing, you get lots of leaf growth, but you don't get many flowers. So when they're seedlings, add sulphate of potash – That's all you need to give them once they've sprouted. So too much nitrogen, all bush, no flowers.
0: Good on you, Nicole. Thanks very much for giving us a call. And Jenny in Busselton, hopefully that uh, solved your problem for you as well. Uh, Peter says, hi, Sabonro. I have a block close to the beach in Yanship. What do I mix with the very sandy soil to help new coastal natives grow? Thanks and love the show.
1: Okay, so you've got coastal natives. I would definitely get some clay. Mix in a bit of clay and a very small amount of compost and a wetting agent. That's all you
0: need to do. Claire in Stoneville writes, morning, sisters. I bought a Korean pear from the local fruit shop. Is it worth sowing the seeds into a pot?
4: Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know if it's a uh, – so I'd say that's an ornamental pear. Um, oh, no, the fruit. Oh, yeah, it's worth trying. I don't know. You may get a different type of fruit, but I reckon it's great growing fruit from uh, seed. So, yeah, put it in.
0: All right. There you go, Claire. Hey, Sab, good news for you. Andrew has said he's going to sign the petition to ensure that you don't get arrested for flashing.
3: Thank Our listeners God. have always
0: got your back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, you're looking for where to catch Sab on TV. Download the ABC iview app if you don't have it already. Gardening Australia, look it up. Um, and not last night, but the week before, uh, episode is Sab's Garden um, and you can yep. watch it at any time there. It's,
1: it's episode 34. There you
0: go, people. episode 34. Sam's in sure. Geraldton. Hey, Sam.
2: Morning, ladies. Um, really oh, Good morning, week, Sabrina. Sam. One of my one of my favourites this week, actually, oh, apart from the opera, was really good. Oh,
1: Sam, thank you so much. I don't often <laughs> get such effusive accolades from you, so I really appreciate it when I do.
2: Oh, lovely. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be brief. So, as yep. I've mentioned before, I've been cleaning up my orchard. Um, yep. Just wondering when the best time to prune a mulberry and... Well I've got a couple of mulberry trees and a fig tree as well, because they're all flowering and fruiting at the moment.
1: Okay, too but, late. No, I need uh, to get them
2: cleaned up for next year.
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so do your fig tree in do your fig tree in winter, like June, July. With your mulberry, if it's got too big, you prune it in summer, like about February, to reduce growth. If you want to encourage growth, you're going to prune it in June, July, the same time as your fig.
2: Okay, sounds good. Thank you. All right, Sam.
0: Thank you, short and sharp. Just how we like it as we rush to the end of the show. A couple of quick texts, Sab. Emma in Bunbury, can I plant tomato plants now?
1: Yes, you can. Okay.
0: Excellent. Uh, Another observation. My my cousin It is growing nicely in an old toilet bowl. I had to read (laughs) that a couple of times to realise what... (laughs) What cousin it was, not a cousin or the cousin. Um, Kerry from Connolly has given us a call. Hello. Oh, hi. (coughs) Quickly,
2: Sabrina, bought a new uh, Baronia uh, and I'm used to the ones down south of Perthian, but is it best to grow it in a pot with certain soils? Because I haven't got good soil up here. Yeah, in Connolly,
1: I would would definitely keep Baronia in a pot and get native... Native plant, no, native salt. potting mix. Yep, yeah. Um, yeah, keep and, it in the shade. The Doesn't like anything more than morning sun.
2: Yeah, um, as in the, in the wild. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. and okay. you in summer, I would be watering it every two days.
2: Right. Good. Day. thank you for that. Yep. Okay. No worries. Bye no worries.
1: Bye. Thanks, Kerry.
0: Uh, with regards to the wetlands, Yvette um, in rural WA says, Good morning, gardening ladies. I thought we were supposed to be cooling our city centres, not um, having them heating them up more, I'm sorry, with more paving. People complain trees make a mess. Keep the wetland in the art Centre. It's so important. Fix the leak. Nature is important and should be highly valued. Thank you, Yvette. Teresa is in South
1: Frio. Hey, Teresa. Hi, good morning. Good morning, gorgeous Sabrina. Can oh, good morning, to gorgeous Teresa. With,
2: with my verge garden. My ah, rose yes. has grown beautifully. It's over two metres high and about a metre wide. But I need to prune it because it's a little bit out of scale. Can I do yeah. it now? Yes, you yes. certainly
1: can, Teresa, and you can take a metre off it. A metre. Okay, yep. that might help. Thanks, doll. Okay,
0: go. thank you. the seemed pretty happy with your help there, Seb. She did indeed. I'll She's out there with Saturday the pruners.
1: Morning. Yeah, she'd be out there with the pruners already, I reckon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Susan says, good morning, Sabrina. Do coffee grounds watered into the lawn help with ants?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think ants, in short, no. Uh, they'll just take the little granules down into their cave and probably party on hard all night long. But it certainly won't de- deter them.
0: Um, Sab, do you remember what the episode on Gardening Australia is called? Apparently, they're not numbered on iView. Robin the
1: Pearson. number
0: 34 item. <laughs> well, we'll have a look and see if we can um, find the name for it. and Might just have to wait a week. We'll let you know oh. next week what we find. Uh, Helen says, hi, Sabrina. I've just eaten the last of my mandarins, but the tree is now flowering. All good? Question mark?
1: Yep, that's what they do. All citrus. They will fruit and flower all year long. <sighs> There you go. They take eight, eight, nine months to develop fruit. Nothing to worry about. No. It's all good. All good. All
0: good indeed. Hey, are you back in the studio next week, sir? No. 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 I didn't think so. I'm d-
1: down at Bunbury. Uh, but you're on I'm the show. Bunbury. Yeah, I'm on the show. Okay. Absolutely. Okay.
0: We'll take yeah. our small wins at this point in time. <laughs> Enjoy your time out in the gold goldfields. Um, keep an eye out for those new species and eight-legged friends and um, make your way safely to Bunbury and we'll do it all yep. again next Saturday morning. morning. Perfect, row. <laughs> Thank you as always, Sabrina Hahn, coming to us live this morning from Kalgoorlie. Thank you as always, Mickey Cusack, for keeping everything under control behind the scenes. We'll speak to you again next Saturday. It's 10 o'clock.
4: You've been listening to an ABC podcast.